This is the Deezer Update for July 28th, 2019. I'm Felipe Odenolfo. I'm Patrick Mifflin. I'm Brandon Perkins. I'm Chris Sologi. And I'm Daniel Victoria. And uh, yeah, today's uh, show could best be described with uh, three types of stories. Uh, we've got uh, we've got updates, we've got releases, and we've got shenanigans. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it should be an interesting show. And can you tell it's getting really close to Gamescom? Besides, we've got other fun stuff to talk about, including probably <laughs> some SDCC, because Dandrib was there and... That looked like he was having a really good time over there. Uh, before we get to that, we'll get to uh, what we've been playing this week. And, uh, well, for me, not much has changed. Uh, I'm still playing Bloodstained, even though I reviewed it and I'm still enjoying it. Uh, I've also uh, picked up the PC version of Tetris Effect from the Epic Game Store. Finally happened. Mm-hmm. So... That's a thing, I guess. Uh, I will say the PC version of the game is really shockingly good. Uh, it's a nice port. It looks great. Sounds great. Plays great. Uh, only thing, uh, it does, it's missing that the PS4 version has is HDR support. And, uh, I'm guessing maybe at some point they'll add that, la- they'll add that in, but. Yeah. yeah, HDR on Windows is a little bit wonky right now, so I'm guessing maybe they're just going to wait until that gets settled down. Because uh, there's Makes like, sense. I think there's like three monitors currently that support it, so it doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> to, for now. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of been it for my gaming this week. What about you, Pat? Uh, my usual Shadowbringers, in addition to. Um, some NHL, some website stuff, um, getting ready to do some stuff with um, with World Warriors that I'll be talking about later in the show. But, um, yeah, pretty pretty standard stuff, really. All right. And you, Brandon? Yeah, well, uh, I've been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've gotten... Not too far into it. I'm on the uh, cusp of like my actual like third battle, but um, basically, well, third like main battle. There's also like side battles you can choose if you want. But uh, basically, um, Fire Emblem Three Houses is. Let's just say I don't know if somebody from Falcom works for Intelligent Systems now or if somebody at Intelligent Systems is a huge fan of Falcom because its influence is all over this game. Mm. Um, Like, there is... If you've played uh, Trails of Cold Steel and you remember the whole uh, social mechanic at school where you, you you had to pull out the stuff do with your fellow students and you know on a calendar and you know you only had so many action points you could use to do it and then you know every character kind of has like their own little story arc going with it um then of course there's the focus on both food and fishing as well um yeah it's it's there (laughs) (laughs) um can confirm. Yeah. Um, the uh, actual... Probably, this is probably the best-looking Fire Emblem game that we've had so far. Um, which, to keep in mind, 
you know, compare it to Fire Emblem Awakening when, you know, none of the character models had feet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not exactly the highest bar to climb, but, you know, it's basically the whole, like, sort of story is that you are, like, the son and or daughter of the, uh, of this mercenary named Geralt who used to be the captain of the Knights of Saros, which is like the, the holy knight order for the church of Saros, which is like the primary religious thing of this, of this particular part of the world. Uh, and then as you're there, um, you're going out to deal with some bandits because you've been hired to take care of them. But as you're doing this, you find out that, uh, a bunch of the, a couple of the, the, uh, the uh, local students from the officers' academy uh, that's nearby have kind of gotten ambushed by them, so you end up stepping in and getting rid of them. Uh, this, of course, gets you in good graces with the people at this officers' academy, which also just happens to be uh, attached to the monastery and the main chapel where the head of the Church of Saros also resides, and so you get asked to. Uh, sign on as a professor and that's sort of where the whole school mechanic comes in. You end up choosing which house you decide to align yourself with. Um, there's three of them. Uh, there's the black Eagles, which is the, um, empire, which you think, Oh, it's the empire. It's the, the, there is no, none of these three houses would be considered like an evil faction. They're all just politically different. Uh, the Black Eagles, which is headed up by this chick named Edelgard. Um, then there's uh, there's the uh, Blue Lions, which is rep- which represents from the Holy Kingdom of Fargus, and their leader is uh, what's his name? Um, Anrep, can you help me here? Um. <clears throat> Uh, Dimitri. Yeah, Dimitri, who is uh, primarily – who is like the prince and the sort of like next in line to the throne. Uh, and then finally, there's the Leicester Alliance, and they represent the uh, the Golden Deer, which is a – not really a kingdom, but it's like an alliance of various nobles and merchant houses uh, – and basically you choose which one of those, and they end up being sort of like your primary group of characters that you both teach and lead into battle. Uh, although you can actually, like, depending on how your stats boost, you can actually go around the school and recruit students from other houses into your class. Um, and uh, on top of that, of course, uh, there's also stuff like the other social stuff, like you can go to you know, get some teaching from the other professors to either give like a lecture at your own class or you can get taught from them to help boost your own stats. Um, also, you know, there's like various activities you can get some of the students to do with each other so that, you know, their alliances will build up and, you know, they'll buff each other's stats if they're next to each other on the battlefield. Um, also, you can do stuff like what they call the gambit, which is where... Um, 
which is when they'll actually like team up for like a single attack. Um, there is, of course, and yes, there is the uh, romance mechanic. And before anybody gets like too creeped out by it, first of all, you're actually not much older than any of the students that you actually come in contact with. And in fact, some of the students, at least one of the or two of the students is older than you are. Um, second of all, if you remember the sort of ogling mechanic from Fire Emblem Fates, uh, that's not here. Um, the closest anything that it comes to is the what's known as tea time, which is when you can actually invite individual students out for uh, to have some tea. And it's not really like ogling. It's more of like just a conversation in the first person. And, uh, you know, that's about it. It's really fun and extremely addictive. And God, the hours fly by when you're playing that game. Um, because yeah, there, there, there really is just a lot to do, uh, in between battles. Um, there is a fast, uh, travel mechanic. So you're not like constantly having to run back and forth to places, fortunately. Um, and God, is that it? I think that's about it. Um, like I said, I've only gotten to like the third battle for, my part of the game, but it's already getting really interesting. Um, you're already starting to see like these conflicts between like royal houses and the church. It's pretty neat. Um, yeah, uh, Chris, what about you? Uh, yeah, so yeah, Access released this week on PS4, so I signed up for it. Uh, and along with that came the uh, first days of. Uh, Madden NFL 20 trial being uh, available. Uh, so I checked that out and did a stream on that yesterday, uh, which had a couple of issues just because I was trying to uh, see if I get a, a higher-res video export on that, which ended up just causing the stream to just stutter uh, a lot of times. So I ended up just abandoning that, going to original OBS for the time being uh, to get that where I wanted because uh, I think it just spits out 720 video. Uh, but for whatever reason, that program is just very resource-intensive, uh, for my PC at least. So, um, As for Madden 20, uh, there's not really much that's new there. Uh, the big new thing they, now, they have is uh, QB1, which is uh, essentially a replacement for their story mode, and has a... Uh, doesn't have a set character, so like at the beginning you're uh, in the bathroom outside of wherever you're going to announce your where you're going to school, uh, and you set up your character. And it's typical Madden where the all the character customization options are terrible. For the most part, there's really not that much uh, variety, really, outside of just making the guy that's white or black, or maybe a little bit between. Uh, yeah, like lots of bad facial hair options and all that sort of stuff. Like, you can't even really get a beard. It's more like you didn't shave for a couple of days. That's, like, the most beard you get, uh, really. But And the story itself is kind of stupid. Like, at the very beginning, uh, what, like, after you're done with uh, setting up your character in the, the mirror at, in this bathroom, uh, some guy that's just sitting on a toilet... One of the stalls is just like, you should thank your mother. 
It's like, you really should thank your mother. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's like some really stupid stuff. Uh, then you get to pick up, pick which school you're going to, which is like 10 schools. Uh, none of them are in the Big Ten, so nothing I'm all that interested in. So I end up picking uh, Texas Tech. And you go through the the two games you would play in the college fi- uh, college playoff finals, whatever they're calling it, um, where – and you also get to pick the, the teams you're facing, essentially. Uh, so I picked, like, USC as the first one, and I haven't been to the second one just yet. But uh, there's some silly stuff in there, especially when uh, you get to uh, the first game and they're like, all right, we're going to run you through some drills. Uh, like we have to teach you how to be a quarterback right before you start in, in the the college football playoffs. Uh, but yeah, the the weird thing is it's not just centered around your quarterback. Like you're con- you're mainly playing as him, uh, making decisions about that stuff. Uh, but when you're in the actual game, you play both sides. Uh, your, your character doesn't play both sides, but you control uh, both ends of the field. So it causes the games to kind of take a bit longer than. Uh, I would like, uh, but otherwise, it's kind of just you're just having a less of a directed story, uh, though it is still mostly directed because you're having to do these specific things. But there's less, I don't know, there's less uh, intentional kind of uh, trying to be like Hollywood story kind of thing like NBA 2K does. Hmm. Uh, but for the most part, it's not all that good. Uh, especially because uh, there's one of your teammates. Like essentially, the whole story is that you're uh, a highly touted quarterback that uh, went to uh, one school, and then another highly touted quarterback uh, came in and took your job, essentially. And so you don't get to play until your senior year uh, for those last two playoff games, essentially. And depending on how well you do, that uh, affects how highly you're going to get drafted, I assume. Uh, and then you kind of just keep going from there. And it's like, eh, it's okay, but the cutscenes are way too long trying to set up characters that you don't give a shit about. Yeah, that sort of stuff. It's like, let's just move on. Because it's, like, it's just really dumb in some of those ways. Uh, the action itself works out pretty well. It's probably mostly the same as the last few years, so it's not really all that different. Um, the big thing they cha- they added is sort of uh, player-specific animations uh, and uh, what they call X-Factors, which are sort of the the best uh, players in the league have special abilities or animations tied to them. So like uh, Patrick Mahomes can do the side throw or the no-look throw that he did this past season. Uh, There's a bunch of stuff like that. And it's a a thing that's on the main menu uh, when you look at it. It's like you can look at the list of players with these x-factor attributes to them which is like that's a lot of re- uh real estate on the screen to devote to this thing it's not really gonna be a big thing too much for you unless you're playing uh with some of those uh more highly uh skilled teams which i'm playing with the the browns so we got a bunch of i think we have five of them on our team uh, especially the the top wide receiver in the league. Um, but yeah, I uh, played some more of that on the stream. 
played a couple games in the regular franchise mode, which works like the franchise mode always has. Uh, they have a weird thing where you get texted by uh, random people each week. Some of it's like the local beat reporter or this like mysterious – well, it's a defensive coordinator, but he has no like picture. So it's like this just random dude just ask you about how you're going to take out the, the running back next week sort of thing. If you pick a good plan, it'll add like boost for your team next the next week, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it works out all right. I'm probably not going to buy it, but I assume Dan Rip will. Uh, it's just kind of weird that that's coming out. The f- yeah, it's uh, coming out the first week of August, which I'm not a big fan of playing Mad that early because like the rosters aren't ready. So it's like I don't really want to start a franchise mode until like the uh, we get through training camp and everybody's got their rosters locked down. Instead of trying to figure out like Ooh, which of these guys do I want on my team. Then find out, you know, three or four weeks later, like, oh, I got a bunch of people that aren't actually on the Browns anymore, that sort of thing. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, that's seems like it's going to be a pretty good game, uh, but not too much for uh, people that are looking for, like, big changes. Uh, I think Madden Ultimate Team, they added some new, like, mission structures. So it's not just, like, here's a thousand different uh, challenges. Uh, pick out random ones to try out sort of thing it gives you more stuff that's like lined up in the row to give you specific uh rewards and get your team kind of going early on uh yeah that's that seems like it's a pretty good i might just uh when i'm done with this trial i'll just put in the last game and play that uh for a bit but uh for now that's kind of what i'm doing uh also got doom since that just came out this week uh, I've been playing some of that, and uh, I'm playing on the easiest difficulty just because I want to kind of get used to it and play around with it, uh, which means uh, kind of having some fun, just like running around trying to find different secrets and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, and yeah, just trying to like look at some of the trophies on those. One for like uh, killing 25 enemies with uh, fists. And it's, I like the the fist animation because like you can see like the arm hair and that sort of stuff. It's like weirdly more detailed than the enemies <laughs> uh, mm. models. Yeah, it's like this is almost a high res uh, model here yeah, for his arm. That's Kevin Cloud's arm. <laughs> yeah, uh, that sort of thing's just been pretty silly so far. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna do that on stream tonight. So. Uh, Phil, if you're up for being on, I'd like to have you. Sure. Talk some Doom. Yeah. Uh, it'll be about 9 o'clock. Uh, should be on. Okay. Yeah, hit me up on, uh, uh, I guess, the the Facebook chat. We'll get uh, lined up there. All right. Uh, yeah, it seems to be mapped pretty well for the controls. You know, left-right trigger for your stuff. Uh, running and all that seems to be working pretty well. It's really kind of weird just playing in a first-person shooter where you can't. There's not really a free look, at least uh, vertically. Yeah. Which is kind of also nice because it just means I don't have to worry about purely the x-axis uh, when I'm trying to shoot. She's like, ah, this is this is aimed in their general direction. This will probably hit. Yeah. Sort of thing. 
which is nice when you get uh, a lot of obstacles where they there's like oh here's like a room where they're on the ground below so I'll just keep firing in the general direction I'll probably kill them all hmm. uh, sort of thing then I go around and find the secret entrance to that room and it's like oh yep they're all dead or yep. good uh, yeah that game is uh, pretty good and uh, also been playing some Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, I got that for like a buck on Xbox a while ago. Mm. So I'm kind of finally jumping into it, uh, playing the situation stuff right now, uh, which gets you the, the currency you need to unlock a lot of the early uh, operators that they have in there before I start playing the regular game. Uh, and some of that shit is pretty hard because you end up having to uh, use your little drone bot to kind of look around and spot enemies, but the the spot only lasts for like a couple of minutes. So you end up having to do a lot of stuff where you're uh, just kind of like, all right, I'll send this in. Uh, there's a couple guys here in this room. Okay, I'll take them out. Uh, but then you alert guys in the next room. They just come busting through their doors that they set up and that sort of stuff. Uh, it's a pretty fun game. Uh, I have a friend who... Uh, doesn't play this version, but he plays the PC version, and has been essentially he's good enough to say so uh, increase the the level you need to play ranked to thirty, I think. Uh, so he's just been playing uh, on the what they call like the the casual mode, uh, just uh, ripping apart uh, noobs essentially mm. until he can play with uh, people that are actually good uh, and having to deal with idiots all over the place. So. Uh, I'll be one of those idiots pretty soon uh, once I'm done with these situations. Uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, been it. How about you, Dan Rupp? Yeah, um, been pretty busy. Uh, I got back from San Diego Comic-Con last week. Um, games are continually um, more being added as the, as the years go on. And um, this year... <clears throat> It being Comic-Con 50, I don't know if that's caused the PR people to be more aggressive with what they have, but um, I was able to schedule a whole lot more appointments this year than any other year. Um, the big thing nice. was getting the Hall H for the um, for the Marvel Games panel on Thursday, and that's where they covered uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which came out like the next day, um, Iron Man VR, which um, Alex actually got to play on the show floor. And then The Avengers, which is a game that a lot of people um, were concerned about after their E3 showing. And after seeing the behind-the-scenes gameplay footage, um, I am less concerned than I was going into it. Um, The main reason being, I don't know about you guys, but when I play an Avengers game, um, I am expecting every single person that you use to control a whole lot lot differently. And I don't know about what went on behind the scenes at Crystal Dynamics, but... Um, after Spider-Man came out and after God of War came out, I'm like, fuck, uh, if our shit sucks, it's going to be our own fault because, you know, you look at God of War when, when Kratos throws his, um, axe around and uh, calls it back with triangle button and feeling the force feedback on your controller. It's Uh like, wow, this guy is absolutely Thor. And that's something that we didn't see according to other publications at E3 and, um, when they showed the Thor gameplay, it had a whole lot of that. Um, it didn't look as refined, but it's definitely there, and that's something I'm definitely excited about. Um, when they use Iron Man, um, aside from just you know the typical melee combat you see out of an action game, um, 
his flight sequences looked looked a lot like Star Fox, and it looked a whole lot like Star Fox. Like it's it was just crazy <laughs> how, how close it was. Um, Black Widow was more about stealth. She was fighting Taskmaster. Um, believe it or not, uh, the Incredible Hulk had a whole lot of uh, parkour up his arsenal, and uh, obviously just crushing things. And then Captain America. Um, had a lot of shield action. So it looked a whole lot of fun there, but I don't know how much you get to use him because I think Captain America dies within the first 10 minutes of the, uh, of the game. So yeah. that's going to that's gonna be some interesting stuff. So that, that one's coming out next year, and then they talked about all these suits and things that you can take advantage of with the game's multiplayer. And a lot of what they talked about seems like it would work. My main concern being, you know, what if some people are further ahead than others? How will that affect actual gameplay? And things like that. So... Yeah, um, it was pretty cool. Um, during that panel, I uh, got to meet a lot of people from uh, PlayStation, GameSpot, IGN, and uh, Nintendo. So, yeah, it was a whole lot of fun, a whole lot of networking. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, get ourselves into more things in the near future. Cool. Um, I also got to play a, um, a Doctor Who VR game. Uh, granted, I don't watch Doctor Who. I don't know anything about this series at all. But what I played was a lot of fun. Um, the controls were very similar to uh, the Batman Arkham games and uh, Marvel Powers uh, VR. Um, it's one of those games where with the right stick, you actually um, change your viewpoint uh, statically. It's not like you can you have a free roam thing. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of interesting puzzle solving. And, uh, yeah, again, I, I don't watch it, but it looks like something that'll, that'll be fun for fans of the uh, series moving forward. I think it comes out in a couple months. And, uh, yeah. Um, so after playing some Marvel Ultimate Alliance on the show floor, I went ahead and bought it the next day. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm having a whole lot of fun with it. You know, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of dungeon crawlers, but for some reason or another, this game actually has hooked me. Um, and the, the closest thing that I can compare it to, because I've never played any of the previous two games, is Diablo. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah, so, that's, that's pretty much what the other two were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so, this one's a lot more refined than the, than the mm-hmm. first two were. Yeah, like I'm, I'm actually surprised how well the uh, the multiplayer works uh, locally and online. And um, there's a whole lot of fan servicey things there for Marvel fans. So there, there, there's really a whole lot to enjoy. Like honestly, I'm I'm surprised this is something Nintendo published because this game would be good in any any console. And it's right on home in the Switch because all you do is just uh, walk around and you know just kill things, and it's great at doing that. And the customizations are all pretty awesome. All right. Um, what, am I forgetting anything? I think that's pretty much it. I talked more about Iron Man VR, but I didn't actually play it. Um, mm. According to Alex, like it was pretty cool where you get to hold both of the Joy-Cons and you you instantly feel like you're Tony Stark in the suit. And the one thing that that game has to get right is flying, which Alex says they, they totally nail. So Good. I look forward to I don't know if it's coming out next year or early or early late this year, but yeah, we'll see. Um, lastly, I've also been playing Fire Emblem, um, and like Brandon said, like this game totally reeks of Falcom. Um, walking around the monastery is pretty much like walking around uh, Trista in Trails of Cold Steel, and yeah, he <laughs> talked about, he talked about the social aspects. So you do have these social points, and you know you have to decide whether you want to talk to like. Uh, friends in your house or people in other houses or even the teachers and uh you know in, in, in typical anime fanfare there's like one teacher who's you know not wearing that many clothes and is very uh 
sensualizing. So I was like, can I, can I romance her? And uh, if not, I think know, based uh, on the quote. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, maybe, maybe not, but it would be pretty interesting. You know, the Japanese love that shit. So mm-hmm. there's, there's that. Um, but so far uh, with the game, like um, I haven't been using the fast travel all that much, but walking around from room to room um, is kind of uh, overwhelming for me. Um, you can actually turn on the map and you can see that the monastery is a lot bigger than you'd think. Like, Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I'm pretty early in the game. I think I'm at the exact same spot that Brandon is, except that I'm actually taking part in all of the optional shit. So I've been fishing. I've been planting uh, vegetables. I've been yeah, talking doing to that too. I see with the speech bubble. And if if they're definitely following Falcom's fare, I would I would totally suspect there being people without speech bubbles that I can talk to and eventually unlock a later event. Uh, eventually, because, you know, that's the way it worked before, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it again. Although, you know what? The, the Switch doesn't have achievements, so I'm not as um, motivated to do that. So. <laughs> um, as for the combat, um, it's about as um, straightforward as, as it's always been. They got rid of the weapons triangle like they did with the uh, with the Echoes game. Um, and, yeah, this is easily the best-looking Fire Emblem, and it might even be the darkest story. So, so far, I'm in. I already had six stars into it. And I'm um, looking forward to uh, 200 more. Oh, yeah. And keep in mind, like, doing one campaign with one house uh, can be, like, 60 hours. Exactly. Um, and then there's, like, two other houses with it you know, that uh, have, like, their own. And all of those houses also have branching paths. So Another thing about the Falcom... Um, comparison you know we we have uh you know the blue yellow and uh what was it red houses yeah yeah th- th- this is the same thing as liberal arabonia and calvard so uh, yeah <laughs> yeah and that's about it all right uh, yeah it sounds like i need to get me a switch like soon yeah <laughs> you really do yeah, because uh, this this Fire Emblem thing kind of appeals to me. So uh, it, it's kind of also a successor to, well, a spiritual successor in some ways to the type of gameplay I like in Shining Force. So, yeah, you know. It's, well, it's always basically been Nintendo's version of Shining yeah. Force. So. so I'd be into that. Uh, so let's get into the stories then. Uh, I've got a couple of releases to talk about. Uh August 8th will be when you can get your hands on Pillars of Eternity Complete for uh, the, the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've wanted some uh, classic-style PC RPG on the go, eh, you could do a lot worse than this. Oh, no. Uh, it's genuinely a great game. Yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah check that one out. Um, not sure if... Uh, it, any, well, I know Brad has, Brad has played it, but not yeah. sure about anyone else. Uh, apart from that, uh, what else we got here? Uh, so, uh, Cat Lady going to Steam. I uh, kind of wish Teresa was here because be she'd be all over this one. Uh, this is a uh, kind of a dual stick shooter roguelike where you play as a young lady who visits her grandma to find that her grandma's furniture has become self-aware. And yep. she teams up with uh, her grandma's cat to defeat the furniture. Yeah. And the evil that is controlling what it. What the actual crucified fuck were they on? I don't know, oh, but I am... Um, look at the actual screenshots. Like... <laughs> it's it's like, you see some games and you're like, 
Okay, drugs were obviously involved. Yeah. And I'm okay with this. <laughs> and I kind of want some. Yeah. <laughs> is this on Steam? Yeah, it's going to be on Steam. Ah, get it on PS4. I want to see the trigger of this for this. <laughs> it's going to be insane. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I think I'm genuinely interested in this. I like the, the art style is, is very unique. Uh, so it's got kind of a weird... Well, almost the X Spectrum like art style. It's it's, it's actually very reminiscent of Undertale. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, keep an eye on that one. I think uh, it has a potential of being a very very underrated uh, game this year. So keep that out. So we got. Uh, oh, if you've uh, been, if you're interested in Catherine, remember uh, that came out on the PS3 and Xbox 360 yep. a few years back. Uh, apparently, they're doing a remaster. Yep. Uh, there is a demo for that available now. Uh, the uh, oh yes. Yeah. You ever heard of the Tetris effect? Well, get ready for the Catherine effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That came out when I was working at Walmart, and I remember after playing that game and going to work and seeing like all of the, you know, like all the boxes and stuff we had to load up on the shelves, and like just thinking. Which boxes do I need to pull in and out so I can climb up to the top? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's that yeah, kind I, of game. It's that game, and I finished the original game in two sittings. Mm. So um, I definitely look to dabble here. I don't know how much different it'll be. I heard they added a whole lot of stuff. They added a whole lot of stuff, and they added a whole new character. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sounds interesting. I, I think well, there's some Persona 5 content as well. Mm-hmm. I think this is definitely worth the download because you definitely have to reteach yourself this. As I, I forgot how to play this game. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The uh, f- full release should be later this year. So uh, yeah, you, you get get a chance to get a taste of it before uh, the full game comes out. And uh, fans of the game, well, they know what they're getting into. Uh, newcomers, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, next up, uh, we got updates from GTA Online. Uh, okay, the world of GTA Online is getting gambling in the form of an in-game casino. Because of course it is. And governments are losing their shit over it. <laughs> uh, so, uh... You've got some players who are having to use VPNs to access it. Yeah. It's a mess. <laughs> yeah, this is, um, maybe wasn't the most well-thought-out decision that Rockstar's ever made. Uh, or 2K, or whoever decided that this was a good idea. Um, yeah, who wants to like uh, like elaborate on this one? Uh, yeah, so they've been teasing this for a little while now, uh, but it's finally out this week. It's a, a new like resort casino uh, in the city where. Uh, let's see, what games do they have in there? I think they have uh, blackjack. They have slots and I think roulette. Yeah. Uh, as well as some like arcade stuff and other things like that on the side. Uh, but yeah, when uh, people that are in countries that block this sort of thing, uh, they go into actually gamble. They get a big "you're not allowed to do this" <laughs> uh, screen. Hmm. Uh, which sort of says a lot. I think it's like 50 countries. I think people have counted up. Yeah. Uh, that are blocking it. So it's like, oh, that's. A uh, huge chunk of your audience. Yep. 
I just wonder, isn't this the same kind of thing that maybe the Golden Saucer is in, in 14? Um, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Although Gold Saucer uses its own currency, so... Yeah. 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 Well, technically, this does, too. Mm. And you can also buy the currency to oh, feed into the habit. That would And be that's bad. where they get you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they actually have shark cards that you bought, used to yep, buy that's currency. That's true. Whereas if you attempt to buy... Um, well, even if the Gold Saucer used Gil, um, if you attempted to... Well, to put it simply, they um, actual money money based um, selling of gill is a prohibited activity, and it's one of the few things that um, you can actually just auto report somebody for. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, and yeah, it's kind of the whole weird thing. Is like you aren't even like fancying this up into like loot boxes. Oh. It's literal just gambling. Uh, and yeah, like their biggest shark card is called the Whale Shark Card. Oh, I'm waiting for the Jim Sterling video on this one. Oh, this Jim. This is going to be amazing. He's going to have so many things to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the... But yeah, the at least the, the one nice thing is sort of that getting money in the, in the game is not that hard. Mm. There's, now it's several years after it's come out... There's just tons of events you can do. They constantly have like double money weekends on specific types of events, that sort of stuff. Uh, so at least you have means of doing this stuff for free. But I've seen some stories like, oh yeah, there's all these people that are just having bad luck because gambling's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and just running out of money constantly, and it's like, yeah, that seems like gambling, all right? Yeah, that's 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 totally gambling. Oh boy, yeah. Of course, it would be two K that would do that would do this first. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we will. Uh, if regulation doesn't happen with the, with this one, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. So, yeah, and it um, even looks like they have like a daily spin kind of thing, where it's like the big like prices, uh, not prices, right? But uh. Like a big wheel sort of thing. It's like, hey, you spin it, you might get some money to spend inside mm. it. Ugh. Or you might get some clothes or uh, a discount on something. Yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. Which 2K, uh, NBA 2K has that Yeah. in their online mode. Which I always go in, when I go in there, it's like, this is like the saddest thing in the world. <laughs> These are people that like actually lining up to spin the wheel, see if they get anything worthwhile. Mm. Yeah. out of it which usually it's the front there's like f- at least like eight of them in there I think uh, kind of in like uh, just a square formation and I see people lining up on the one that's you immediately see up front and I just go around to the back and it's like do it right away it's like you don't even have to fucking stand in a wheel and stand in line <laughs> uh, sort of thing but you watch your characters like oh that guy did it yeah. like you watch his thing it's like why isn't this just instanced yeah, you have to wait for uh, sort it. sort of thing. It's just just RNG. It's not that hard. But it, the whole yeah. uh, the whole visual element of the spinning and seeing what it lands on is a big part of the psychology. So mm-hmm. yeah, it feels like the the video game equivalent of when you use like a media share kind of thing. It's like oh, you have to wait sixty seconds before you can download this file somebody sent you. Oh yeah, uh, sort of thing. And it's like oh, I guess. Mm. 
But, Just yeah. kill me now. <laughs> yeah. So. In other news, we'll get to some other updates here. Uh, the beta of PS4 firmware 7.0 is, uh, well, it's out to beta testers. Of which I am not, because for some reason Sony never picks me. I've signed up several times. They don't seem to want, to want me to test their stuff. So, uh, But yeah, uh, there's some interesting stuff in this one. Maybe they listen to the show. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, there's some interesting stuff here. Uh, one of the main features is uh, the ability to uh, calibrate HDR uh, now. So you can actually, if you have a HDR TV, you can actually get that dialed in. Uh, nicely. Yeah. So, uh, you've also got. And that just overrides what games do? Uh, it's. Yeah. I think it does, yes. Okay, so if you see games like, oh, they, there's a little too dark, I should turn this up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, also, better. yeah you also have system level control of the brightness and contrast controls now, too. So, that's uh, good. for games that uh, some of them don't even offer that. And so, that, that's a nice Yeah, for people addition. with old shitty TVs that are way too dark, that <laughs> you can't really tune up. Yeah. So, like, whenever I get to the brightness screen, it's like, all right, put this at 80%. Yeah, it's probably not what the developers wanted, but fuck them. <laughs> yeah. I want to see. Yeah, so um, there's that. Uh, you got uh, 16 player uh, parties now, so that's a thing, yeah. I guess. Uh, but I think the the one of the nicer things in quality of life improvements is that uh, uh, going forward after 7.0, uh, minor firmware updates are not going to require a reboot anymore. Yeah. So. That's nice. So, you know, the 701 yeah. or whatever, it's just, yeah, it's done God. in place about fucking time. Xbox should really figure There's that out. stability. Yeah. The PS4 is, like, probably the most stable and performant console in in history, because that seems to yeah. be, like, all they do. It's they just pour all of the stability into it. Yeah. So. And with that kind of feature, they should just put out more updates. I, mean, I suspect uh, they're going to, if they're not going to require cause... reboots, like, all the time, it, sets them up to now do it's like on. the worst part of xbox is like yeah. oh it's gonna be like an hour process because it has to download it and then takes a while to install it then it reboots and that can take a while too yeah like i just had an earlier issue where i was playing my xbox and had the oh it's taking too long to load sort of thing that just can't do anything so i had to restart it <laughs> it took about 30 minutes to get yeah. back to being on yeah I do love that about the uh, about the Xbox. It's uh, it's supposed to do that kind of thing when you're sleeping, but it never does. No. <laughs> it just it oh it seems to like always wait when you sit down and like turn it on and it's like hey there's an update for you. It's like, yeah. yeah. Well, if you knew about it, couldn't you just have done it when I wasn't here? Yeah. No, we want you to well, know. Then that you wouldn't happening. know. <laughs> <laughs> you could just tell me afterwards. It's like hey, I updated. All right, cool. Yeah. Speaking of Xbox updates, uh, new firmware went out to Insiders. Uh, Cortana is going away. Yeah, they got a new dashboard as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to see if this one's the good one. <laughs> yeah, if you can get uh, into it. Yeah, it seems like it's better because there's less dead space uh, at the top of the screen on the homepage. Yeah. Because uh, you got your game icon for like what's your actively playing or most recently played like got the the lineup of here's your other stuff you recently played uh yeah putting that up in that 
uh, top parts. Instead of like, hey, here's like three things you might care about. One of them's about pre-ordering a game you may or may not want. Uh, that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, seems like they're slowly improving it at some point. Yeah, I mean, they've been uh, doing surveys and stuff on what people like liked and didn't like on the dashboard, and like nobody really liked that featured stuff. Uh, yeah. So, especially when it was surfacing like Nazi groups. Yeah, yeah, that's always great. <laughs> oh. Hey, you just played Disney. How about Nazis? Yeah. It's like, uh, and there's like, yeah, you don't, and you actually have to like click through to report the thing, so then it gets yeah. the signal that you actually looked at it. It's like, this is no good. Yeah. No I like when it's like, hey, you got a message from Xbox Live. It's like, well, this is a huge way of telling me this when I can just look at the the damn uh, little mini dashboard thing. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you have EA access? Check out Med. <laughs> oh, I know about this. Don't You don't need yeah. to tell me. Yeah. Yeah, being able to, like, tune the notification um, loudness would be nice. Uh, yeah. We'll get there eventually. Especially when it tells me stuff I already know. Yeah. It's like, yes, I've used your system, Xbox. Yes, I know how to do this. If you're not sending me codes, then shut up. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they do, but not often. Mm-hmm. But it does, look, it does what... look nice. I mean, it's yeah. definitely improvement over what was there before, but that's only like one screen that they're showing, so uh, yeah. you have to show some more. And I don't really, I never use Cortana. Especially now that I don't have Kinect attached to it. Mm, that's okay. Uh, Nobody else did either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can use like the, the normal uh, voice chat yeah. or the voice uh, mm. commands. Mm. Stuff the Xbox on and all that. Yeah. Uh, but not if you have Xbox One X and don't have the adapter for mm. Kinect. Yeah, you, you could still, you know, you could do it with a headset, but you'd Xbox, Xbox would have to be on for that to work. So. Yeah. yeah, and who like walks not, around with a headset? <laughs> yeah, that's especially when they don't. I don't think they support like Bluetooth headsets or anything like that just no, yet. Not yet. Yeah, well, I don't know of anyway. So, so more updates. Uh, the Epic Game Store is getting cloud saves. Uh, well, it already did technically with the with the the two free games that just went up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Moonlighter yep. and this War of Mine. Uh, so yeah. Oh boy, talk about two games with very, very different pathos. <laughs> you think? There's one about capitalism and one about uh, the depression of war. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's... Somebody at Epic has an interesting sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess... Yeah, I guess they were looking at probably doing this war of mine or one of one or the other, and then decided that uh, whatever they if they were to do just this war of mine, it would probably depress everybody. So they put Moonlighter <laughs> to kind of uh, mm-hmm. you know balance it out. I don't know. Yeah, which next week is uh or no one for the second. Yeah, next week uh, or later this week, whatever. Uh, Alan Wake and For Honor. Yeah. So, yeah. two more, um, two more games. Yeah, they're really being aggressive with the free stuff and throwing the money around. Yeah, now uh, they're doing two a week, essentially. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right with this. I mean, uh, probably never play any of them, but if they're going to give them to me, I'm going to take them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. well, the For Honor, I probably would play because it's uh, actually kind of cool. 
And the, the yeah. PC version is actually quite good. So, but, yeah, if you have you play, you might already have it free from there. Yeah, if you yep. if so you got it during the time, yeah. It's like, oh, hey, you got the first essentially batch of content from that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. now you can pay for the rest. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. So, like, if you were to get uh, Rainbow Six Siege for a dollar, and it's like, all right, there's three more years of content to pay for. Yeah. Good luck with that. But those always come on sale, so it's... it's yeah, but you also earn most of those things in-game, uh, with the in-game yeah. currency yeah. if you grind enough. Mm. Yeah. Which that's yeah. at least nice compared to, like, Forza, the way they do their new car stuff, which I was playing that earlier, and it's like, all right, you can pay, like, 160,000 credits for this. I'm like, all right, I'll do that. They're like, mm-hmm. no, you have to give us... Twenty bucks for the car pass. Yeah, and then you can pay one hundred sixty nine thousand credits for it. <laughs> it's like, why are you not putting that up front instead of this <laughs> dumb credit currency? Hmm. What does this mean if you have to buy it afterwards? Yeah, as well. It's like, uh, yeah. If you're gonna go hard on this stuff, you should at least let people earn it hmm. for free. Yeah, and they can play uh, all your infinite content. Hmm. So it's nice that uh, the Epic Game Store is getting well. It's Getting features that it really should have had to begin with. Uh, but, yeah. So maybe in 2021 it'll actually be on parallel with Steam. Who knows? Uh, the other thing I can mention is uh, a game that I've been waiting for for a good long time. MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries has gone Epic Store exclusive in the shadiest fucking way possible. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, uh, they they went and announced this, like, well, this week. Uh, but there was a little prelude to it, which I think I might, we might have covered on the show, where they had, like, updated their fact, removing all of the mentions of Steam from, from it. Uh, so, yeah, that was a pre, that was a precursor to it. And then at the time, I was like, well, yeah, we'll just give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, there's no more doubt now. Uh, they've, uh, gotten in bed with, uh, Epic, and, uh, it's gonna be a one-year timed exclusive for the Epic Game Store. Mm. Um, yeah, um, backers mm. and, uh, <laughs> community members are not happy. Uh, it's, uh, the, the way that the community manager at Piranha handled it was, uh, well, let's just say it was a full-on, full-on bait-and-switch. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it it's not great. So we'll see if uh, this w- is one of those games that gets highly pirated. Uh, I th- I suspect it probably will be because it's pretty much mostly single player. Uh, yeah. There are co op missions that you that you can play online, but chances are a lot of people are just going to play this single player. So yeah. uh, it's it's kind of dampened some of my my interest in the game, but I have a suspicion that uh, sooner or later uh, I'm just going to have to accept the fact that, you know, the Epic Game Store is here, and it's going to eventually get pretty decent. And mm. it's not there now, but uh, console wars on the PC apparently are a thing now. Yep, so, yep. As I look on my system tray and see Epic Game Store, Steam, GOG, Uplay, Origin, <laughs> Bethesda Launcher, Battle.net, yeah. Yeah, I should have probably closed those before the show, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's that, Dan Ram? I couldn't hear you. 
I said it sounds like streaming services. Yeah. It, yeah. It really is. Everybody's going to do their own now. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not amused. So, anyway. Well, speaking of things not to be amused about, uh, Bethesda, this week, uh, well, Chris was playing one of them, uh, launched uh, Doom, Doom 2 and Doom 3 BFG edition on modern platforms uh, with the lovely uh, requirement of logging into Bethesda Net. And DRM for some reason. It's fixed. Yeah, it's fixed now. Yeah. But they they didn't want to be a meme. What? They got memed on pretty hard and Oh, extremely. Like that's um probably the quickest way to fix things. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard Dan Red wanted to say something, so uh not sure. Oh no! I, I was saying, how, how do they overlook that? It's it's the beginning of the game. It's you know. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. It's, it's just one of those things. Like, why do I need to verify with Bethesda Net for a game that's twenty six years old? It, mm-hmm. You know, that and runs on every platform. Yeah, and there's it's open source now, and yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just one of those things. I mean, I saw a video from a modern vintage gamer that, uh, was ripping them a new one. So, uh, yeah, yeah this got patched pretty damn quick. Yeah, it's weird to make that like a requirement to start the game versus just having in the options like, Hey, you want to connect to your, uh, Bethesda account for the Slayers Club thing they're doing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah apparently yeah. it was, yeah, it was related to Slayers Club and some bonus content that was being offered there. Yeah, but it shouldn't have been a requirement. <laughs> yeah. Just no, been, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're not 2K who, when you start a new NBA 2K game, like, all right, get your login details up because we got to get you signed in here and get your account verified and all this. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, but apart from that, the ports are actually pretty decent. Um, Doom 1 and Doom 2 are, they run all right. They're not using any of the source ports that I know of. Apparently they're being, they're done on Unity for some reason. So that's an interesting choice. Uh, Those two, those two were done by Nerve and uh, the switch port of Doom 3 BFG was done by Panic Button who are like insane. They they know what they're doing when it comes to uh, porting stuff to the switch. So, and that one, of course, does 1080p 60. So uh, on the switch, which uh, very rare. (laughs) Of course it is. Wow. Yeah. Of course it is like a 26 year old game. (laughs) Well, Doom 3 isn't, but it's not that old. I mean, Doom is, but yeah, Doom Three is actually a an achievement there yeah. in that regard. Yeah. Mm. Although, again, there is a homebrew port of Doom Three on the Switch, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do like now that they have to name these things Doom nineteen ninety three and Doom twenty sixteen. Yeah, mm. just to make sure people know which Doom they're talking about when they're talking about Doom. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you know they named the game the same thing. And that's it's just like you if, you, if you have an iPad ass. now, you have no idea which model that you probably have anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I think I would really like them to do a Doom collection, and by that I mean uh, all the versions of Doom they've released oh. <laughs> on the various consoles. Every single Doom. Like a, yeah. Because it's like, and Final Doom on PS1 and all so these other... So that includes source ports to, like, refrigerators and shit? Everything. Just throw everything on I'm there. thinking just all the consoles and such, mm. they put it on. Uh, yeah. 
Sega CD, I assume it got it. No, no it was 32X. 32X, 32X okay. Yeah. But Jaguar? I actually bought a 32X just to play Doom. Yeah. Well, it was and... either that or have a PC back then. I mean, it's... Or a Jaguar. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, I had one of those, though. That's the thing. <laughs> the Jaguar port was actually not bad. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. And it was like the basis for all of the uh, console ports after that. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, this is going to be... Uh... It's nice. They they're all at nice prices too. The first two are five bucks each. Yeah. Doom three is ten bucks. Uh, I think they also announced that for PlayStation now they're putting up Doom, Fallout four, and Wolfenstein New Order, uh, starting August sixth. Uh, for subscribers of that, as well as I think Tekken seven is going up hmm. for next month as well. Hmm. PlayStation so good, now. Good That's stuff going up there. Still a thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Right, guys, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. So we'll move on to uh, the couple of Nintendo bits. Uh, we talked about Nintendo's uh, potential class action for uh, stick drift. Uh, but uh, according to a Nintendo memo, uh, if you go in uh, and uh, present a Switch that has stick drift, they, they will fix it for you for free. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I couldn't say this publicly, but... but no. <laughs> you just have to get to a customer service person online or on the phone and hope that they're knowledgeable about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I've seen some people in, like, uh, Europe that are having problems. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I also said they're going to refund people that are that recently paid for it, yeah. uh, which I've also seen people having issues with uh, in, the, in Europe, so... So I hope your uh, your people are up to date on what policy is. Yeah. So well, we will. Uh, we'll yeah, see because before this, they put out a really weird statement. It's like, at Nintendo, we take great pride in creating quality products, and we are continuously making improvements to them. We are aware of recent reports that some Joy-Con controllers are not responding correctly. We want our consumers to have fun with Nintendo Switch, and if anything fails or falls short of this goal. We always encourage them to visit uh, support.nintendo.com so we can help. Mm-hmm. So I got say nothing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Having really... issues, contact support. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's always true. And that's kind of what it's supposed to be there for. But, yeah. uh, you know, I get the sense that uh, uh, I don't know about the numbers of uh, Switch Joy-Cons that suffer from this. Uh, like, I know a couple of people with a, with a Switch that have had this happen, and I know a lot more that haven't. So it seems like it is a thing, but maybe not as big of a thing as uh, that. Maybe not as big of a thing that would require Nintendo to do a full recall. Uh, so it seems like, yeah, they'll take care of it on a on a onesie twosie basis as long as. Uh, and you don't have to provide proof or anything. You just have to say, yeah, I got this problem, and now they'll fix it for you. So uh, yeah, that's nice of them. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, welcome back. And they're well, also uh, a family of spiders tried to hibernate in my stick bag. Oh, that's that's a problem. <laughs> it's handled. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And if uh, you're one of those people who have actually uh, had had to pay for uh, a fix for this, uh, Nintendo is oh. going to refund you. So yeah, huh? good on them for admitting. Unless you're in the UK. Yeah, the UK. But Nintendo UK is not. A participating entity, apparently. Yeah, at least not yet. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah. But isn't it amazing how quickly they changed their tune after uh, the fans lawyered up? Yeah. <laughs> well, compare this to Apple, who like won't admit that anything is a problem anytime unless something explodes. Yeah. So, <laughs> go figure. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Or Samsung, who didn't have much of a choice uh, but to admit it because people's phones were actually literally Exploding. catching on fire. So yeah. that was a problem. Uh, Can't be like, oh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> they just keep exploding. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Yeah. And the Samsung Note 7 on fire edition. Oh, that's all of them. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I'm just over here with my Note 3, still completely content. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days, you're going to have to replace that and see what Android actually is nowadays. Modern yeah. Android. Uh, but anyways. Uh, and the last Nintendo story, before we get to the World Warriors recap, is uh, a actor, voice actor for Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yep. Uh, he's having their performance uh, basically like removed and replaced uh, because... Uh, he admitted to being a really shady and creepy human being. Yeah. And there is no ambiguity with this one. No. Unlike, no. you know, unlike, although I don't really think there was much ambiguity with the other infamous example of this happening. No. With a, a voice actor. Hmm. Uh, this guy actually admitted to his behavior. Yeah, he admitted um, to it, he apologized for it, and, well, you know, he could have just not done it and that would have been a lot easier on him but yeah he did it anyway yeah also had, should point out that these accusations go back a couple uh about a dozen years up to the present day yeah so it's a pretty long history of shitty behavior yeah 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 it makes me wonder if uh <laughs> it, getting work for him is probably going to be a lot more difficult now yeah, which is uh, well, if that that's one way to sabotage your career, I suppose. Yeah, mm. oh. but yeah. So that was the. Uh, well, I will say there is something to be said um, in comparison to previously mentioned other situations that he did own up to it. Yeah, yeah, he he does so, have that going for him. Um, yeah, you know. for whatever that that's worth yeah. your mileage may vary. Yeah, I mean whether Whereas the he... other guy, you know, basically because those you don't know, uh, the previous example of the person we're talking about, not only a infamous uh, figure in anime fandom, uh, he's also kind of a Jesus freak, mm-hmm. and there's a really toxic combination of the two that is particularly infuriating. Yeah, and the guy's ego is so big that. Well, yeah. you know what I'm getting to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm like I don't know whether he is sincere about his uh, apology. I mean, this wasn't uh, this wasn't a Philip Mewson type non-apology. Uh, mm-hmm. No, this you, was exhaustive. Yeah, this is was like uh, a very. Oof! Very long, very involved. Uh, I, I, I wonder. Some, some part of me wonders if he actually kept notes because this was really detailed. Um, so it's possible. Yeah, uh, Greg. Unlike the other guy, I actually expect we'll probably see hear from him again. Um, yeah, but hopefully we'll yeah, hear I from him again his, in a his, more positive uh, light. Yeah, he's a bit more. Uh, 
he, he's doing his public penance right now, so he probably will still have a career after this. Yeah. Well, he's don't only know so much about the point. other guy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, age is on his side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can we'll wait it out for a little bit. All right. So uh, that's the shenanigans, updates, and uh, releases uh, for the week. Uh, so, uh, Pat, you got, we got some new technically more more than me. You have some changes coming up to World Warriors. So, uh, wow. Uh, this has been a long time coming, but. Uh, once we got World Warriors off the ground last year, um, there there were some issues that had immediately cropped up that I wasn't entirely sure how to deal with, and that also played into the long, um, you know, sort of extended hiatus on new content being added to the database and to the site as a whole, and that was really how um, new, uh, still evolving games should be handled in the scope of the site because the video library is a lot of work and it, you know, we need to pay attention to current, you know, evolving games um, just to, to stay relevant to the mainstream uh, fighting game community audience at the same time, it feels like diminishing returns if we're indexing all of these individual match videos that are going to be obsolete for learning purposes the moment the next patch drops. And so one of the big changes that's coming to World Warriors is that um, Street Fighter V and Tekken Seven are being dropped from support for the video library. That's not to say that the site's going to ignore them outright. We're still going to have coverage of the games. There's still going to be a place for them in the historical record um, library. But as far as the video library itself goes, indexed match for match, player by player, and so on, um, the new policy is going to be that it's reserved for evergreen content to where basically... Um, anything that goes into this video library, it worked, you know, if applicable 20 years ago, it works now and it'll work 20 years from now because the game's final state has been settled. And so that, um, that snaps out for the time being Street Fighter V and Tekken 7. And for the sake of um, getting as much done as possible, I'm also taking the time to uh, announce a, an official end of support for Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection just because the content isn't still being made. There's not still, um, at least doesn't seem to be a scene out there for that game. And so um, I'm going to take one more look before I, I pull the plug entirely, but I think that that game has kind of run its course. And so um, I'm winding content down in the video library for that as well. And that frees up spots for three games to be added to the video library. And um, I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't gotten more of a reaction, just um, me coming right out and saying that, because I guess I I said a lot about the site and um, just wanting more feedback for the future direction of it in general, because um, 
I'm also not entirely sure exactly how this modern game support is going to manifest itself, but I do know that I want to extend it beyond just Street Fighter V and Tekken 7 as well. So I want this to benefit both sides of the coin. Um, I haven't settled on which three games um, are going to be added. I have a pretty good idea of what one of them is. But I would say that the short list right now would consist of Mortal Kombat 9 and 10, Killer Instinct, um, Guilty Gear XR and Rev 2, Blaze Blue um, Central Fiction, and, you know, hmm. stuff in that vein. Uh, maybe Garo Mark of the Wolves could find its way in there. Yeah. Mm. It really depends on, um, you know, I'm going to be relying heavily on response. But as long as the games are in their final state, mm. are still being played, and are doable you know, from a technical standpoint on the site, because our our technical limitations have been, um, have been documented ad nauseum. <laughs> so, um, obviously team-based fighting games are a, a non-starter, but hopefully, um, I, I think there are a lot of really good games there that we could um, fit in. Fighting EX Layer, if, you know, as soon as, um, as soon as Arika comes out and says, "Okay, this is the final balance patch," we'll be good to go on that. If if the interest is there, mm-hmm. um, we have a lot of good choices available, even um, with the the site limitations. And so, hopefully, um, you know, I'm hoping to get all of this uh, transitional stuff at least have the groundwork laid for it over Evo weekend because I'm not going to be there. I've got all this time on my hands. Um, it's something to do. And so hopefully, um, you know, it, it all comes out pretty well. And for the time being, I would just encourage you all to hit the video library with as much traffic as you can. Um, Give it a look if you haven't already. Um, put it through its paces and, you know, make sure everything's working the way it's supposed to because I want to I make sure that everything's in order and if there are any issues that um, they can be addressed ahead of Evo. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, look for, look for things to happen and, um, and look forward to the future of World Warriors because uh, this site is is not done, not by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So yeah. Alrighty, so I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap up here for the week. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks everybody for uh, joining in, and uh, I'd like to remind everybody if you uh, haven't uh, subscribed to the show yet, you can uh, do so on uh, Anchor.fm slash DayZeroUpdate. Link is in the show notes. Uh, you can also send us a message through that site, so check yep. it out there. Uh, so for uh, Patrick Mifflin, Brandon Perkins, Chris Logie, and Andrew Victorio, I have been Filippo Dinolfo, and we'll see you next week.